The Men's Room, a talk sport podcast in partnership with Toolstation. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood, join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Toolstation Club. Join today online, in-store or via the app. Yeah, hold that please, level 5, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi, now the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what, sorry? The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Hello and welcome to the following on Cricket Podcast, coming to you live from Grenada right after... England's victory against the West Indies in the third T20 international to keep the series well and truly alive. It's Sam Millard in the hot seat and I've got to be honest with you, I'm absolutely delighted that I can do a podcast, finally do a podcast, feels like it's been a long time, after an England victory and by the way it was some victory as well, a victory they remembered for a long long time to come. England beating the West Indies by seven wickets which makes the series 2-1 to the West Indies with two games to go. It was a thrilling game of cricket. And over the next 15 or 20 minutes or so, myself, Sam Ellard and top TalkSport reporter and ESPN Crick Info journalist Cameron Punzerby will be dissecting and looking back on all of the drama. You are listening to the following on Cricket Podcast. Cameron, I like this part of the day when we're sort of like... There's not many people left inside the stadium. We've, we've gone back up to the, uh, the TalkSport commentary box because uh, people are downstairs doing their thing and, and working away. But you know what? They're, today felt like a real privilege to be here, to see that run chase. Fair play. They've taken pelters. They've been dreadful for a couple of months. But led by Phil Soul, that, that was pretty special, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll work out what it all means in a little bit. But for now, it just as a, like a fan experience, to have seen 220 being chased down with such a remarkable... Like, innings of a lifetime from Phil Salt. Such a privilege. It's such an amazing place to watch. If we look over to our right, or just straight ahead of us, you have the massive stand of the National Stadium, then like a mountain behind it with houses poking out of the side of it. It's just an incredible venue. And are England back? I don't know if they're back, Sam. But let's try and work it out. I don't think we're back, are we, off the one? <laughs> I'm not sure we can have that. Do you know what? Let's not wait any longer. Let's hear from the main man, um, Phil Salt, a quite magnificent unbeaten 100. Phil, wow. I mean, I'm not really sure what to say other than bloody hell. That was some run chase and some innings. Just if you can try and sum all that up, how special was that for you? It's very special for me. Um, you know, it's even even more special for the group. I think from a team perspective, you know, we've been challenged out here by a very good West Indies side in in, in both series. who were very good in their own conditions. So um, you know, for them to to play they were the way they did with the bat, and then for us to be able to you know manage to chase all the way through and finish it off like that, I'm I'm really really happy. What can this do for the team? We know it's been a tough couple of months, but a special run chase like that, a score which I don't think many people thought you you would have chased down. Can this kind of be the result now that maybe helps you boys kind of really push on and start to, to change the results on a more regular basis? 
Absolutely, it shows that the, the words spoken in our dressing room carry weight. Um, you know, we've, we've been outplayed a couple of times since we've been out here and, and that happens, that's professional sport and that's top level cricket, that happens. But then to come back and to play like this, you know, when we've got all the pressure in and the noise around us, I'm over the moon. And talk me through your innings then, what was, the, what was the approach, the mindset? Was it pretty much from ball one, go really hard? Was that power play so important to try and get ahead of the run rate? Yeah, it was, it was important to try and get ahead of the run rate and we did that for a bit, but then I think for a time it was about sitting in and making sure we're really set up for that back end with wickets in hand. Um, you know, I think that's pretty key, um, you know, key way of playing on these wickets. You, you, you can't front end the chase massively. You've got to stay with it right to the end and remember that you've always got more time than you think. And also as well, special as well for the captain up top. You guys put in a great partnership there. I'm sure that'll do him loads of confidence too. Yeah, I love batting with Joss. Obviously, I do it. Um, we both do it together at Manchester Originals as well. So we've got a good understanding of each other's games. And you know, when you put a partnership on like that, it's really satisfying. Is that your favourite innings in, in the history of your, your cricket career? Uh, it, possibly. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased I've, I've made that milestone today. And, and to do it in, in this game and to set the team up like this in the series, I'm, I'm really happy. And also as well, Harry Brook there, let's not forget the, the knock he played there at the end. That was to come in and face such a short amount of balls and hit that many sixes. That was pretty special. That, uh, that was special. We've seen on these surfaces how hard it is to start. So for him to come in like that against Jason Holder, letting the ball go from 10 foot plus to hit the, on, on, on these surfaces, uh, it was a special shot in itself, that first one. But then to keep going the way he did, special is the only word to be fair. And also as well, we go to Trinidad now and the series is, is very much alive. The series is absolutely alive and you know, as I said, it shows that our words in the dressing room carry weight with each other. Um, we'll always back each other and you know, you know, the series isn't a foregone conclusion yet. We're, we're here to absolutely put our best foot forward and win it. Have there been some strong words in the dressing room over the past couple of days? Absolutely, it's, it's, it's been more, you know, it's not, it's not been <laughs> too heavy on the spray front. Like, it's not been, no hedgerow treatment, no, yeah? <laughs> there's no, been no Fergie treatment, no boots have been flying about the place at all. But, you know, it's, we, we, need, we needed to get back to, you know, the way we play and we know how good a side we are and we're world champions in this format, so we need to play like it. That's me speaking with Phil Soul uh, after a, a truly remarkable innings. Phil Soul unbeaten on 109 from 56 balls, four sixes, uh, four fours, and nine sixes even. Um, one of the best innings you've seen from a, an England white ball batsman in, in recent times, anyway. Because it has to be right. Yeah, I think if in terms of seeing something in the flesh, it's amazing. Like, and don't forget, he was like almost given LBW like really early on. We we both thought out. I was watching the YouTube stream. <laughs> Gareth Batty and Jared Kimber both put their fingers up. That looked dead, didn't it? Do you know? I also thought it was dead. Phil Salt. We were speaking to him just after play, and he went, "That felt really out." When I saw it, he went, that, "He was like, that's definitely hitting. It's a game over here." But he just went from like strength to strength. He scored nine, hit nine sixes. And in the context of this series, it's been a case of that the West Indies outmuscle England. Last uh, match, Rotherham Powell, the captain, was like, England are good at getting ones, we're good at getting sixes, which is obviously better. And today, England have outwitted. Is it? Yeah. Is it better? Well, sorry, just to confirm, this yeah, is yeah. hashtag insight from Cameron Ponsby. Just to confirm, just so we got this right, because yeah. we, we aim to educate people. <laughs> if you hit a six, that's better than a single. Is that right? Are you sure about that? That is correct. And six is also better than four. And four, <laughs> four is when you hit the ball along the floor. And, and four is better than one. 
Four is better than okay. one. Two is better than one. Three is occasionally worse than two, but I don't know why. I'll work, I'll work <laughs> out when. Um, but yeah, England have kind of out West Indies, the West Indies, because they needed 29 of nine balls at the end. And Harry Brook has come in and had yeah. one of the best cameos of all time. 31 of seven balls. I think he needed 21 off the last over to win, which, oh, this is stats everywhere at the moment, uh, which is the second most someone's ever scored a final over to win a wow, T20 international. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's dream case scenario for both these guys. They're walking off the pitch and they're going... Does it get any better than that? I've literally won a game for England in an amazing place to keep a series alive. Two two more wins in Trinidad, and we're all saying it's rosy. When uh, Ducky got dropped, um, I was actually told um, he didn't bat four in the last game, Livingston, but he batted four in this game. I was told they wanted him higher up the order mm. because they wanted extra power um, in that top four, which maybe they don't think maybe Ducky can bring to the team. I know that's not going to steal the headlines, but I guess... You know, 30 off 18, 3-6, you're striking it. She's under 175. That's kind of the innings they're probably looking for from from, from a try that again. From Liam Livingston at four. Did you like Livingston's promotion? Do you think that's something that England could look to do more of, Livingston batting higher? Or is he is his long-term role the finisher? Yeah, it kind of suits the mantra of just keep going hard, doesn't it? Like, keep trying to accelerate at all times. And it was such an important innings in the context of this match because they needed 11 12s and over like from the beginning they got ahead of that rate but as soon as you have a couple of overs which went quietly which they did will jackson only got one off six balls uh, moti started bowling like shane Warne out of nowhere for like nine balls it was incredible you see that rate shoot up and it's a case of wow we need we need this to be amazing for the rest of the innings it was a case where england were so far behind the match for them to win it was kind of borderline miracle territory and then you just see this incredible display of batting occur in front of you for 45 minutes straight. An amazing win. A really, really quite incredible win. Whether you wanted to then be glass half empty and say, well, if you're going to win a match, you don't want to have to win a match like breaking records. You just want to win and kind of be a team performance. Okay, fine. One negative then. We'll carry on doing the positives in a, in a second. But with the ball, England were absolutely terrible. I'm convinced they've got absolutely no idea here what their best attack is, who should be taking the new ball, who their death bowler is. Um, I mean, Timar Mills, two overs for 36. Um, I mean, Gus Atkinson, your mate, sorry, he went for 33 from, from two overs. But when you, when you sit up here and you watch England in the field and you see what team they put out, you get the impression, they're almost just guessing now, they're throwing names at the wall from seven down to 11. And I was kind of just hoping that it, that it works. Well, they had a change. This is the third match of the series and the third different kind of makeup of 11. And I think in terms of... England always say we want to give players one too many games rather than one too few. And it's kind of the consistency of selection. Which am I saying that to Ben Duckett? <laughs> yes, that's my point exactly. And then if you're Ben Duckett, you can turn around and go, hang on, mate, like you gave me one game and then I was dropped. If you're Sam Curran, you can go, hang on, I opened the bowling in Barbados, then I bowled first change in Grenada in the first match. I bowled fourth change today. We were debating whether he was being used as a specialist batter because he got taken down, he got taken apart two days ago when one of his overs went for 30. He then came back in the middle overs against Rodman Powell, the batter who'd taken him for 30, and it was like, go on then, Sam, like, recover. And he almost, he did have this kind of incredible redemption arc where his first over went for about four, and he got Powell out. And it was like, brilliant. Yeah. England, have a, what a moment for Sam Curran, who everyone, even Mo and Ali saying his confidence is quite low at the moment. Um, and it almost kind of was the perfect turnaround, but then his last over went away again. Jason Holder hit Reese Topley for about 20 off the last over, and you thought, like, God, and like, that's a shame, by the way, because Reese Topley bowled three in a row in the power play. And I thought that was probably the best England bowling performance I've seen 
on this tour so far. I thought he looked really good for those three overs and kind of just reminded everyone what a good bowler he is. Because he never, he's always injured when he does play. He never lets England down, does he? He bowled superbly. The ball he got Kyle Mayers with was an absolute beauty, like test match cricket, swinging away from the left-hander, outside edge, caught by Joss Butler behind the stumps. He was, he's just so big. And so, like, <laughs> so, but he is, he's like, he's like, what? Six. What is that? Uh, have you got nothing else to add? That no, should no. be the clip that goes up on Twitter. He's just massive. Six. He's just tall. Just basically, we should just pick tall players, shouldn't we? Look, six runs is more than one run, and Reese Topley is a very <laughs> tall man. But when he had man as well, I think. Oh, not you think he is. It's, <laughs> it's, it's fact. Yeah, and um, but when you is see he the best looking player in this England team, do you think? Uh, oh, a good question. I think Shea Hope edges him for the overall two squads. Very, <laughs> very, very well put together, man. Yeah. Uh, but well, you see where he's like releasing the ball That's from. That's right, Who's the best looking England player? Oh, sorry. Team? Right, okay. Uh, I'm having a little scroll down. Uh, Gus Atkinson says he'd be a model if he wasn't a cricketer. So I think I'm he's lying. Like, yeah, he might be lying. I'm, you know, I'll give it. I'll give it to Topley. I'll give it to Topley. Okay. Right, carry on now by not talking about who good okay. looking players are. Big sexy Reese Topley. We talk, <laughs> yeah. We're talking about him, yeah. right? Okay. Um, yeah, you see where the ball's releasing from. It's so kind of unusual and distinct from any other player. And he gets massive, like, away swing. And it's fast. And there's no, there's no way with that combination of factors isn't going to result in quality. Um, the change it made, meant for England was that Sam Curran then bowled a bit later. Um, Is that where you think he's best? At the death, or do you think... He should be taking the new ball, trying to get some swing early in the power play. Well, well the idea is that Sam Curran was going to be like England's power play bowler. He did. He, he bowled in the power play both in the last two matches. The problem in the ODI series was that we needed him to bowl 10 overs. And the problem with that was he's very, very good in the power play when the ball's swinging. But then he gets later on in the innings and the ball's not swinging. He's bowling kind of 76 mile an hour and people are hitting him a thousand metres. And so that was a surprise to then see him play today in the role he did with the ball. That was a, that was a distinct change from England. Um, I asked Phil Salt about that after. It was a very awkward question in terms of this guy. Like, I felt a bit bad, like an incredible innings, innings of a lifetime. And I asked him like, uh, do you guys know what you're doing? You keep changing the balance of the team. And he went, nah, mate, like, I, I, th- I think we've had the perfect setup every single time. I mean, I'd have been shocked if he'd said, you know what, mate, you are spot on. That Butler's dreadful, by yeah. the way, honestly. <laughs> It would have been a powerful play, but at the same time, if ever he could say it, it would have been after he's just like single-handedly won England a match, getting 110 off 50. Um, but yeah, I I don't get the impression that England... You see how when teams lose, they say trust the process, not the results. I think the same can be true sometimes when a team wins, and you can be like, you might have won by following the wrong process. I think that's kind of where I feel about yeah, this match. Like We have seen... someone has, Phil Salt has just had the best day of his life. And cricketing life, and that was what was required for England to win this match. That was what had to happen. We had to see a miracle occur. That's not the place you want to be in terms of a team. You want to be winning as normal everyday activities. And I still don't think England are necessarily there in that context. But then on the on the other hand, I just want to tell myself to shut up and be like, mate, enjoy it. It's a, what an incredible sporting event. Yeah, it was good. Enjoy it for what it was. And um. Yeah, I think Phil Salt should do that at least. Yeah, fair play. Um, Josh Butler scored some runs, 51 from 34. He still didn't want to speak to talk sport after the game. No worries, Shaw. It's not like we pay good money for these radio rights, <laughs> is it? But I don't know if he just doesn't like me or maybe he just doesn't like doing interviews. It might be a bit of both, maybe. Because well, he's quite, you know... You no, know, go on. Well, you, you, you went to the gym together early in the tour. I thought you guys... <laughs> that, that feels a long time ago now that me and Josh Butler are in the gym together having gym banter. They've, I mean, they've lost a lot of matches since then. I thought yeah. today he would... I mean, after the last game, he had a face like a smacked backside. Um, but this one, I thought he might give me a couple of minutes. And he went, no, sorry, mate, you got salty. I was like, oh, right. So I didn't know you were the media manager of England. <laughs> 
But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Sam, but it, like, you still get to chat to him at Toss, so I think you'll bust... That's about a loss. <laughs> I, I, I guess you're budding friendships on, on the back burner for now. You need, you'll need it to be 3-2 at Trinidad, and then get him out for a beer and be like, Joss, why do you keep ignoring me after, after matches? What are you doing? Please. Yeah, have you got his number? I don't have his number. Yeah, I've got his number. We, 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 we WhatsApp. Give him a text then. Ha, to be fair, I should make this clear. I haven't WhatsApped him in a long time. <laughs> the last time I WhatsApped him was when I asked him to come on Talks for Breakfast in COVID times. That's how long ago I've WhatsApped Josh Butler. The the most heartbreaking uh, text I didn't receive a reply to in my life was when Ian Bell blue ticks me. He blue ticks everyone. Don't oh, worry about no. it. Honestly, he blue ticks everyone on TalkSport as well. But, but, but genuinely, like, childhood hero. Oh, he was no. my favourite. They say never meet or text your heroes in this case. They were like, I wish someone had told me that before. I was like, hi, Ian. Yeah. Can what I did you ask him? Um, fancy a bit I said do you want a net yeah. I was, I was like, do you want a net let's go down there I wanted to interview him um, but yeah so what I'm saying is we'll recover from this we'll come back stronger Joss will be your mate Ian will be my mate and England will probably lose the series 3-2 or something like that can't wait for the final interview in Trinidad. Dad um, a couple more questions I know you've got to go and write some stuff you're going to write about how sixes are more runs than, than fours yeah. um, this West Indies team are they basically going to be breathtaking with the bat and really bad with the ball. Is, that, is there going to be nowhere in between? I mean, they bat... I mean, Russell came in at eight, didn't he, the other day? You know, he batted yeah. a bit high. So we know they bat ridiculously deep and they go super hard. But also, that looks a real, real batting average bowling attack. Or am I being a bit harsh on them? I think you're being a bit harsh. I think it's so wicket dependent. When, when we played on this wicket a couple of days ago, it was like sticky and tacky. And West Indies looked brilliant because they bowl this kind of like hard length like slower balls loads of cutters their two spinners are just kind of nasty to face <laughs> and kind of the balls are always arriving a little bit earlier or later than you're anticipating cut to now when it's like an absolute road basically and Robin Powell predicted that ahead of the toss he went this will be a batting paradise you've then got rather than these awkward bowlers you've just got like two left arm spinners and like three lads who bowl like 82 miles an hour and it looks a lot different basically Alzari Joseph's quicker than that but basically I think if you cut on a, a flat wicket, it's going to be a key case of West Indies just need, are just going to try and batter you with the bat. I think on the sticky wickets, they're actually a really, really strong team. I think they'll be really tough to beat because in those harder wickets to time the ball on, other teams aren't strong enough, aren't powerful enough to be able to clear the ropes. The West Indies are. So, for instance, in this series, we've had two matches on like slow wickets and England and West Indies hit 13 sixes more than England across those two matches. Here we've played on an absolute belter, really excellent kind of batting wicket and England have scored more sixes than the West Indies. Mm. So that's kind of, um, yeah, I think on a sticky wicket, they have an excellent bowling attack and are an excellent team. I think on a flat wicket, it's just a case of can they outscore you? Okay, fair enough. Um, Cameron, we're, we're nearly at the end of this whole series, by the way. Tomorrow morning, Sunday morning, I fly to Trinidad. Yeah. You're here, though, aren't you, for a few more days. Uh, I think you've done really well there to have a couple of extra days in, in Grenada. But just for the people at home watching this, just or listening to this, just sum up Grenada, because it, it is, it's different to Barbados and Antigua, oh. but away from the cricket ground. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. It's so busy. There's so much going on, isn't there? Look, everyone, everyone's bucket list item is to go and watch cricket in the Caribbean. And they go to Barbados first and Antigua second, and they're, they're, just, they're just all wrong. Like, you should come here. Like, it's so stunningly beautiful. It's so different. It's a volcanic island, which basically means it's all rainforest. It's all really mountainous and hilly. Houses are sticking out the side of, like, mountains. And you're like, how, how do you get there? Like, literally, how can you access that, that home? You've got the Grand Dance Beach, which is this, like, long two or three kilometer stretch of, like, perfect sand. I've, I've got really, like, a... I don't know what the best way to describe it is. I always thought I wasn't a beach person 
I'm a, I'm a beach person in Grenada. It's the most amazing kind of place you in the world. You can't really come here and not be a beach person. You're just basically, the whole island is 99% beaches, isn't it? Mate, look. Fly to Grenada, perch up near the Grand, Grand Ants Beach, go to the Spice Market, go to the Estes Bar, get the Pina Colada, sit on the beach, then go to the cricket one day. Then if there's a second cricket match, don't even bother going. Just go around the island. It's incredible. The Men's Room, a talk sport podcast in partnership with Tool Station. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood. Join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Tool Station. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Tool Station Club. Join today online, in store, or via the app. Hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I think you summed that up pretty well. Um, Trinidad, excited for that? I'm really excited <laughs> for that. I, I am excited because um, I just had an, a, a lovely warm embrace with Akil Hussain, who I, I used to work with uh, a different team, uh, which really made my day, actually. Uh, he replies to me on WhatsApp. Um, and he's from Trinidad, so I'm kind of now, I'm now envisaging uh, house parties with Akil Hussain when oh, the wow. Windies win. Am I invited? Me and Joss invited? You're, you're invited, not Joss. No, 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 you won't come anywhere. You won't worry about that. Uh, Cameron, thank you very, very much. Um, I've got a bit of a sore throat. Do you want to do the outro again? I know you sort of you botched the last outro, but we are trying to turn you into a into a into a radio presenter, aren't we? We've got some, you know, I think maybe some exciting news coming up on Talksport over the next few. You know, I don't know, who knows? So do you want to maybe give this a go? You have got the fixtures here. Do you want to do you want to sign us off from from Grenada and plug what's coming up? Do you know what plug means? I do know what plug means. I know what plug means. Uh, so join us. Join, join us again in three days' time for the fourth. No, t- I, I wouldn't do that. Oh, what do you what, want to? What, what if someone's listening to this in like in forty-eight hours' time? Do you know what I mean? No, that's good. I like that. That's that's genuine. I've, I've just been educated. <laughs> I, I, I love learning. Join us again for the rest of the series on Talksport Two. Our YouTube channel is up and running. Loads of content going out there. Every ball is live. The best radio content is coming out on TalkSport 2. Join us for the rest of the series live on TalkSport 2 and TalkSport's YouTube cricket channel. The best YouTube content going out there, the best radio content going out there, and the best written content going out on TalkSport and also occasionally the other website. But we don't, we don't talk about that anymore. That was dreadful. That was even worse than the first one you did. No, I thought that was fine. Tune in on TalkSport 2 and you, TalkSport's YouTube cricket channel. Do you want to do it? No, no, that was fine. Um, you haven't even said where the next game is though, have you? It's on Tuesday. 
Tuesday, 8 o'clock UK time. The series is well and truly alive. West Indies 2, England 1. I'm absolutely convinced England are going to win 3-2. And Josh Partley is going to give me a smile as we leave Trinidad and go home for Christmas. Tuesday, 19th of December, 2-1. Can England make it 2-2? 8pm start UK time. It's going to be streamed live on TalkSport's Cricket YouTube channel. That's how you do it, my son. Yeah, use that one. Use that one. I will see you in Trinidad. Can't wait. Thanks for listening to the following on Cricket Podcast with TalkSport. The Men's Room, a talk sport podcast in partnership with Toolstation. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood. Join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Toolstation Club. Join today online, in-store or via the app.